G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Ed's episode of 570. It is recorded on the 8th of February 2018. Welcome. We are so glad to have your company. Uh, look, this episode we've got a few stories to get through of the tech news from around Australia and the world, the ones that interest us anyway. Uh, we go and pick the pick the bones out of all the, the tech stories and we hope that you find them interesting as well. That uh, Yeah, and become enlightened a little bit. Uh, we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au for all your web hosting needs. And look, a new service I've just brought online today. So if you're having troubles uh, doing websites or you think it's too much for you, you go and have a look at this. If you sign up for a professional business plan, you'll get access to this thing called a SitePad Editor. And it is wonderful. You get over 300 themes. And then you can just, all you do is you pick the theme you want and then point and click. So you see the theme will come, say, with a picture of a dog. You don't like the dog. You get rid of the dog and you put your own dog in there. Easy as. And you just, you know... Uh, in and out it or you know up and down it to make it resize it to the way you want change the text all with the mouse all straight in front of you and then you push the big publish button and publishes it direct straight to your account so easy it's just mind-blowingly easy so if you want to have a look at that uh it's all in the c panel uh so go to into your c panels and you will find it if you want to see it all beforehand, well, you probably have to go to sitepad.com, I think it is. That's where that's where who runs the show there. So we've just implemented it, integrated into us to make things easier. All right, this week on the show, we have two lovely looking boys, and they are Jason and Jordan. We'll say g'day to Jace first, because he's in the first box. Hey, Jace, how you Hi, going? How you doing? Good. Uh, keep him well? Yep. I'm pretty happy today. My new computer finally arrived, so I got that set up today. I've got a lot of downloading and installing to do over the next week. Oh, a bit of nighty-night action. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, Jordan, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, that's good. What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Um, Actually, not much this no? week. Just keeping Just it, kicking keeping back. it simple. Yeah, living the dream. It's good to hear. Good to Went hear. Went back to school. You went back to school. Bit, oh, the kids went back to school. No, the kids went back to school. <laughs> Had a bit more time up my sleeve. Yep, so, excellent. Good. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, I think we went back to school a few, well, a couple of weeks now. I think maybe we were a week early because of the Commonwealth Games. I don't know, but apparently that's going to be, you know, a, a bit of a, a tumultuous two weeks. There's probably a, a better phraseology I could use, but probably have to bleep it out. But uh, yeah, it's, apparently they're going to slow the highway down, keep a, just and dedicate one lane to game important people traffic. And uh, yeah, it's all uh, it's all a bit of a cray cray around here. So I don't think I'll be so you moving. Need to get officials, uh, Aussie Tech Heads official sponsor of the Commonwealth Games sticker on your car, and then you can use a fast lane. That's right. I'll print one up anyway. I'll print a counterfeit one up. But, <laughs> but the, I think things are getting a bit that so ridiculous that there's streets around here where I live. And, you know, like, it's two-minute parking. Can you believe it? And they reckon they're going to find you if you're more than two minutes. Like, in the suburban wow. streets, like, I think it's just gone a bit, woo, there, you know, there's someone's yeah, we've, doing we've something. We've got the same thing outside our kids' school as well as five-minute parking. Yeah. But I'm it's talking... enough time to get your kid and nick off, you know, pretty yeah. much. But this is like suburban in your street, out the front, and people are going, well, what, so we don't have parties or don't have friends over? But anyway, that's just what happens, I guess. Yeah. That's just what happens. All right. Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, nothing too much. Um, no, no, not much at all. Uh, yeah. And don't forget the other shows on the network is the Aussie Max Zone. Uh, you get, uh, I, I was on that last week. 
last Monday. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Garth couldn't make it, so Michael rang me up and said, would I like to be on? And I said, yeah, you betcha. You'll have to get onto the uh, the Bitcoin show, or they'll all get jealous. Oh, I don't know about the Bitcoin. I think I might be a bit too dumb for Bitcoins. <laughs> I, I invested in Ripple, don't don't forget. <laughs> so I don't think the likes of me are allowed on that shows like that. It'll come good. The banks will make sure it comes good, whether you want to or not. Yeah, I think I think so. I think Ripple should uh, long term, Jace, long term. Uh, and the and what's oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, and talking about uh, Bitcoins, that yeah, the Aussie Tech. What are you, the Aussie Tech Crypto? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dot com. Uh, you can go there. You get the podcast just live or you listen to it straight from the website, Aussie Tech Crypto or you com, or you can get it from the iTunes or YouTube or wherever else good podcasts are caught. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. The Aussie Tech Radio. Round and round we go 24-7, wall-to-wall uh, Australian podcast. So we jump onto that. New shows every Friday. So that means next time you tune in, there'll be new shows. Yeehaw. Now, where, where are we going to start this week? Let's start with, uh, oh, look, I'm going to skip a few of the stories down in my list here because I want to talk about this one because this is pretty current news that has just happened probably in the last day or so. And that is uh, Elon Musk sent the car into space. Like, did you guys see that? How awesome was that? I did read the article. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah. did read the article. I actually pinned it myself. I was. I'm glad you've read it. So that's one less I have to worry about. Yeah. So look, that the the picture. I'll see if I can get the picture up here. Actually, because Back to the Future said we'd have flying cars one day. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure how. Dude, long... where's my car? <laughs> Didn't it say in the article that he had a mannequin in the driver's seat as well? Yeah. yeah. I'm just. Gonna, I'll just You're dressed up in racing gear. Just let me uh, get a just a second. I'm just trying to get. For some reason, I didn't have this that actual photo at the ready. So uh, I'm Elon gonna... was tweeting, "It's going over Australia now." Oh right, okay. over South they Australia. Had... Where we? Yeah, they had um, they had cameras on all sides of it and showing a view from the dash. It's got a copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in the glove box. Oh nice. It's got a sign on the dash that says, "Don't panic." Yes. It's got a towel, I think, and also um, there's a printed circuit board inside the car that says made on the planet Earth by humans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, like apparently that picture. Are we that... sure they're all humans? Uh, no. I can't say that. Some are, yeah. some are reptiles. Can't. I don't know about <laughs> Elon. <laughs> but yeah, I just think, uh, look, it's all, it's all fake. Everyone knows it's fake. You know, the Earth's flat. Can't be round. They did that one in the Nevada desert too, the same as the uh, launch to the moon. Oh right, yes. But the uh, the picture of the car so, that that everyone's seen. This is the picture up on the screen. If ever, if you guys are on the video, but it does look like a fake picture. But they assure us that it's not. Uh, that's just yeah, how it's it... not. Uh, it it's been. It looks like yeah, it's out. Of, it's warped, isn't it? It's out of shape. Yeah, it just looks like you don't expect to see a car with a driver in space. So yeah, but yep. anyway, um, well that's what's happening. Must be looking at a, looking at a window or something, is it? I don't know how the yeah, who knows. But anyway, he's uh, launched the SpaceX Heavy, I think it was called one of that or the heaviest Falcon Heavy. Yeah, spa- heaviest spacecraft to have taken off from the Earth. And uh, yeah, they're pretty proud of it, from what I read. Yeah, I think it's they're great. Out past Mars and it's going out past Mars and on its way to an asteroid belt where it's going to live the rest of its life. If it makes it, if it makes it to the rest of its life. But they relanded uh, the the rockets, didn't they? Yeah, the boosters, which was they're really proud of. 
Yeah, I, I heard that as well. That's pretty good. Now, yes, as Jay said, the car was meant to reach Mars uh, with the plan that it would come close to the planet without colliding. But Elon Musk tweeted overnight that the Roadster had exceeded the red planet's orbit and had continued towards the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. It was a more distant trajectory than anticipated, and it's almost reaching the orbit of a dwarf planet, Ceres, C-E-R-E-S? Ceres. Ceres. Um, And apparently, so this guy, uh, William Carroll, who is the chief... Is he? Who is he? Is William Carroll, the Indiana University chemist. Uh, he said, even if the vehicle and its dummy passenger do miraculously manage to make it through the asteroid intact, the asteroid belt intact, there's still bad news. Uh, the danger for the car is that the plastic and the carbon fiber carbon fiber body will be torn apart by the harsh radiation of the sun and the cosmic rays so all of the organics will be subjected to degradation by the various kinds of radiation that you will run into here he said those organics in that environment i would give them a year so it looks like poor old it sounds like a cool space fighter cosmic ray yes (laughs) reminds me of a of a star trek voyager episode yeah (laughs) I haven't seen if those. you've ever seen Star Trek Voyager, you'd probably know what I was talking they, about. When... They found a really old car from like the 1950s or something, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, just floating in space, and was... they brought it on sheet on the ship and started it up and got it going and everything. Right? Do you guys? I don't know. You might be. You guys might be a bit too young. Would you just be too young? I don't know. The 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 show called Quark. Yeah, not? Quark, I saw. They had yeah. Gene and Gene, the twins. That's right. <laughs> One, that's right. Uh, it just reminded me when, you know, they're throwing cars up in space and they're saying that, you know, there's a lot of other people that are just, just chucking stuff up into the orbit and just sending it out into space. And, yeah, we do need an uh, intergalactic garbage truck, don't we, to, to yep. pick it all up. <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever want to have a look at Quark, I don't know where you'd get it from. It's probably on YouTube, maybe. But it wasn't a bad show. Uh, look, I haven't watched it for... 40 years but uh maybe it's not as fun now i don't know <laughs> but i don't know it's pretty good it was all about yes going around scooping up the, the the rubbish that people put up there amazon's got the complete series oh really how much uh now i have to click on a link oh that doesn't matter uh dvd uh 74.95 brand new uh you can get it $99, but from seventy four ninety five, depending on what shop, or used DVDs from fifty seven ninety seven. I wonder what it's like. I'd probably be... I might see if we get... Yeah, there we go. Look, I've got a picture here. There we go. <laughs> so, uh... Look at the twins, Jean and Jean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the girls. And, yeah, and that's... You know, actually, remember a couple of years ago uh, on the show, we had the, the head? Remember the head? Yeah. Well, this is what's head. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the character, the head, the head came from this show actually. Because remember, the head on the show was just this big gigantic yep. head. That's where. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard from the head lately. You might have to bring him back, <laughs> see see what he's up to. He's working away somewhere. I have to give him a kick in the guts. Um, all right. Uh, now, let's. What else have we got here? Look, um, let's go into batteries. Energizer claims a sixteen-day battery life with a smartphone launch. Now, Energizer has claimed that its latest Android smartphone, which is equipped with a high-capacity battery, can last up to a massive 16 days on standby. So uh, there's got to be, obviously, caveats here. Like, you know, you can't be checking your emails every two seconds, I'd imagine. So the phone is a hard case, H 
550S. It's powered with a 4,000 milliampere battery that offers a 10-hour torque time and is paired with intelligent power-saving technology to optimise the battery. So there you go. There's three versions of the phone will be sold, one Europe, the other for America, and one for Australia and India. Uh, available in 2G, why? 3G and 4G frequencies. The phone's licensed through French headquartered Avenir Telecom. Also includes a fast charger and a USB Type-C cable out of the box. So there you go. There's also more to that story if you're so inclined to go and want to have a read of it. And if you are so, you can find that story and the link to all the stories at uh, the show at the show notes on the podcast page, which is aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. So there you go. Uh, there's nothing else exciting about that, I don't think. Any any <laughs> comments about that? Anyone happy, sad, don't care? Looks I read I read an article today that was kind of similar to that. Yeah. For for something else, Amazfit's new Bip smartwatch promises forty five day battery life for just a hundred bucks. That's all right. What do you think of that? One of the biggest reasons uh, I'll rail against most smartwatches is their low battery life. Amazfit, mm. a brand from I don't know if I, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Exomis or something. You Stop. probably have heard it before from Zomis. No. Wearable tech supply Humi, Hami, Humi. <laughs> No. says it's got a fix for that with a new $100 bit watch that mm. boosts more than one month of use on a single charge. That's impressive considering that Android and OS compatible devices come with an always-on, sorry, uh, compatible device comes with an always-on colour touchscreen, uh, fitness tracking capabilities including monitoring your heart rate, GPS, etc. Amazfit says that the bit will manage to run for about 30 days with all your notifications on. But if you turn well, the activity down, you'll get a further 15 days out of it. Well, there so you. 45 days. Mm, that's that's pretty good. I think, uh, look, I've got a little watch story coming up as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's the, you know, if you start hooking them up to the 4G, that's when their battery drains. But um, how's yours going? How's your Fitbit going, Jace? Yeah, it's going really well. I've started developing a new clock face for it. Oh, version 2. Or, or new. Oh, just a different design. Yeah, nice, it's nice. I've got a weather forecast for today and the next couple of days. Oh, yeah. And, and is your is sale still up for the yeah, your professor? Well. Yeah, good stuff. That's so that's so good. That's excellent. Uh, all right. Uh, Jace, what have you found this week? All righty. Um, the race for global music streaming supremacy, the gap between the Spotify and Apple Music is growing smaller. Apple Music is growing in its American subscriber base at a faster rate than Sweden-based Spotify and may usurp Spotify as the most popular music streaming service as soon as mid-2018. But globally, Apple Music still has a long way to go. Spotify has more than 70 million global subscribers, while Apple Music says it now has 36 million subscribers, up from 30 million in September. Apple Music, which comes preloaded on all Apple devices, has been growing at 5% in subscribers in the United States every month. Spotify, in contrast, has a 2% monthly subscriber growth rate. Both Apple Music and Spotify offer a trial period before their regular paid subscription models. Apple Music, uh, Apple Music's trial period lasts three months, while Spotify's is 30 days. Apple Music has three to four times more users in the trial period than Spotify, boosting its overall listenership numbers in the United States past Spotify. Mm, but the the key word there was uh, the trial period. So, like, what happens yeah. after the trial period? 
uh, do people just bail or what? But uh, have you, what have you? What do you use, Jace? You Spotify? Me, Deezer. Mm, there's another one. Why? What's that? Why, Why do I get Deezer? Because it's I've heard of it. That uh, it's like Spotify. It's actually got about ten million more songs than Spotify, and uh, similar sort of subscription and everything. But uh, it's going to be able. They're going to write an app so it'll run on my Fitbit watch, ah. and I can uh, stream music through there to my headphones. Nice. Nice. Well, I was reading another article today, kind of on that music thing too, with the the new Apple Home Speaker or something. Yeah. Oh yes, and they're saying saying that you can't stream Spotify and mm. Pandora and those sorts of things to your your Apple Home Pod. Yeah, and I think is I that think true? That's, a, that's a bad decision for yeah. Apple. I think going to be bad for them because people want to be able to play whatever music they want mm. if i can go out and get sonos and play anything i want on it why am i going to get the apple one mm. yeah i think as yeah i think you're right like I, initially i think last week we spoke about that apple home pod and we're saying how expensive it was and which it is and but it is more than just the google home isn't it it is actually the quality speaker that comes with it and i was watching yeah, a they say it's good quality yeah, and I was watching a review about it, and it's got some intelligence on it or in it. So then, like, if you place it on a shelf, the sound will come out opposite the wall, so it's not bouncing into the wall. Like, it yeah. must it cuts itself off the the wall side, sort of thing. It does sort of like a survey of the room to find out where objects are to um, direct music in the. Uh, best place for you to hear it. Yeah, so look, it is an intelligent little speaker, and it does look. And it, uh, being from Apple, it will be good quality. Uh, but, but they said you can stream Spotify to it through Air. I'm not an Apple user, but through AirPlay. Yeah, that's bit of I, is that, yeah, yeah, mucking around but though. You, don't, you lose the Siri functions. You can't. You can't say, "Hey Siri, mm. play this." Or whatever. But see, I think the the beauty because I've got Spotify and I've signed up for the Spotify, and because we did it do a family thing whatever that is $17 a month yep. or something yep. and the, look, the thing that I do like about it is you know I can listen to it on my phone and then or I can listen to it on my little Mac mini here or under the windows uh, and it tells me wherever I am I can I can play it I can tell it from my phone on what device or what speaker to play it to so Spotify yeah, if you turn on a new device it says mm. so hey this is currently playing here would you like to play this one instead yeah, yeah. It just moves it over yeah yeah it's pretty good and it continues playing the song where it was up to yeah, and that's pretty good. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's uh, it's good like that, and I think that's that's what drags me to the Spotify. I have, look, I haven't seen the Deezer, but oh, look, I'm I'm probably stuck in Spotify now, so I'm paying before for it. Before so. Fitbit, I'd never heard of Deezer before in my life, so I was like, oh, I suppose I better go check this out and see what it's about. Oh, yeah, it's it not seems bad. seems to be the way, though, isn't it? With people, they get stuck in a rut in in one thing and don't venture out and try another. It's yeah. just like, I we never all would have. <laughs> yeah, we, we all, all get stuck in our ways. So. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, Well, I'm, I, I think I might be moving out of my ways as far as phones go because I don't think I'm considering uh, just selling, <gasps> selling my You're iPhone. You're going to get a Windows phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. Blackberry. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I want to be like I Hillary. Do. I think it's funny. Mate, I think it's funny. I, I, I see a lot of – I've got a lot of Apple friends and I don't want to offend any of them, but – they're so quick to criticise Android, and I can tell you half of them have not even tried it. Mm. They wouldn't even know what Android was about to even. I don't even know I how they. I just use whatever device works for me. You know, my no, yes. computer is a. And I'm, yeah, that's Pro. right. This one here is a Windows 10. I've got an Android phone here. I stream music from my iPad Mini all day. Yeah, so, well, I've used them all. I can say I have tried every phone. I've tried a Windows phone, Android phone, and Apple phone. 
I've had shit Android phones. <laughs> Too many. I, oh. I always end up going back to the Android phone. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just hmm. whether it's just I don't know, but it just it, it's just I can do more with it. Well, my first phone into the smartphone arena was a Samsung Galaxy S two or something S or something or other, and it was pus. And I could not wait to just go, look, I don't care. I just need an Apple. It just works. And then I've been with Apple yep. ever since. But look, I think look, now that uh, my daughter's got this uh, this Xiaomi phone that's Android, and look, they obviously do similar things to each other. But just hers, I don't know. Android just seems a lot snappier with the screen <laughs> and stuff. And I just like how it just snaps through More things. More explosive too. Well, yes, <laughs> especially if you go to charge it. Yeah. Uh, I bet you still haven't heard back about that. Oh, I did. I rang up the Kogan Insurance because I knew they'd, uh, an- I knew they'd answer <laughs> because they, yeah. they, want the, you know, they, they want you to uh, sell you insurance. So I rang the insurance and I said, why don't you guys, why don't the shopper guys answer the phones or why can't I ring them and blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, I'll find your inquiry. So she found the inquiry and, uh, yeah. and she goes, oh, I'll send it to the, the special department or something. So she sent it over and, yeah, they, they, they wrote back and, you know, wah, wah, wah. So, um, yeah, so the, the, the upshot of it was they're going to send me. You're never buying from Kogan ever again. Ah, uh, well, I may do. I may do. Depends what it is. Depends well, speaking of explosive, that's a good that's a good segue to my next story, if you like. All right, kick <laughs> kick in, bang, go, in. explode. The, the self destruct destructing electronics can turn your data into dust on command. No. Have you heard that one? No. no, no. So engineers have come up with a trick to make electronics disintegrate from far away. The technology represents a new kind of tra- transient, if that's the right word, transient electronics, which are designed to disappear when they are no longer needed. In this case, chemicals that can destroy the circuits stay sealed away until you unlock them and the radio with the radio waves. I'm stumbling my words there, sorry. Uh, this means that if the device containing these electronics were stolen, you could remotely order it to self-destruct, wiping its data. Ooh, wow. It literally goes as far into, sorry, literally it goes into the air, says Amit Lal, a professor of electronical engineering at Cornell University. And one of the researchers behind the design, very little uh, remnants of it are left behind. Scientists, uh, scientists are hoping to use the transient electronics to build medical implants that vanish instead of requiring surgical removal. Or they might appear in sensors um, deposited in forests and oceans to measure things like pollution and carbon dioxide levels. That way people, um, that way people or robots wouldn't have to go and collect them later. Yeah, right. Well, but a, speaking of robots, I think that's great too because we can blow the robots up if they give us any trouble, can't we? Yeah, exactly. Now self-destructing, they all melt. <laughs> now, whereabouts did where did that story come from? That's a very interesting story. Where's, it's uh, went went back to my old my old homepage actually, back to the MSN, and it was just there. Oh right, oh, good old MSN. I'll, <laughs> I'll um I'll put it in the um, where's the uh, messenger thing going off here? That's all right. I, think I had. That many of them going, oh, we'll, I'll put it in. Message we'll get you. And, we'll, we'll get you up the speed with the the show notes one day, Jordan. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I had Facebook open like 20 seconds ago. I don't know where it happened, where it went. I've shared them with you. I'm sure I've shared them. No, uh, I just I think I just closed the the page before without realizing. Right. I'll yeah. just paste you the link. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Well, I'll send yeah, you. Okay. I'll send you the link again as well. So, yeah, you go. Okay. Here's the link. Now you should have it to the one I just read. 
All right, good stuff. We'll stick that in the show notes as well. Okay, yep. well, what else have we got coming up here? I think I've got, oh, I've scrolled all the way down the Jason stories. Now I'm back up here with the tablet sales decline for the 13th straight quarter. So that's uh, no good. That's what, three years or more? A little bit, a little bit over. Sales of tablet devices around the world declined again in the last quarter, making it the thirteenth in a row. Uh, shipments have dropped. This has been an analysis made by market analyst IDC. IDC said the con- said the continued design uh, decline might be down to devices not offering enough productivity benefits. I don't know why. Why do you think the devices are the other phones becoming too big? Are they, you know, slotting into the to the market there instead of the tablet? Yeah, I'd reckon. Yeah. Well, that's why they reckon the, the the little iPad Minis and stuff have been discontinued, haven't they? Oh right, okay. Yeah, I haven't they? Oh, Unless I'm mistaken, I, I could have. I, I thought I heard they had. Possible. Yeah, yeah, you, because the, the size of the phone is too close to the size of the. It's getting there, isn't iPad it? Minis. Yeah, look, I think maybe the uh, yeah the tablets. Yeah, you're probably not going to really go and buy one of them every two years, are you? Like a phone. Uh, I think like you know the tablets. Look, my kids have still got the iPad two. Dog slow, but that's still you know still needs a new battery. (laughs) (laughs) But it still works. Twenty nine bucks they've been reduced to now. I don't know if that means they're going to put them in the iPad, does it? I don't know. No, they're, they're, they're feeling pretty guilty. They were 79 bucks. I dropped them to 29 now just to keep everyone happy. Yeah, well, that's all right. But uh, I'm waiting for the new software to, to push down so you know you can turn it off and on and see if your phone is actually affected by it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But look, Apple has been the market in the tablet industry, tablet uh, you know sales industry, maintaining a solid lead. Uh, in the holiday quarter and driving growth, both through its lower-priced 9.7-inch uh, iPad as well as its newly refurbished iPad Pro products. Those big iPads, they're, they're awesome. My mum's got one of those. They're huge. They're pretty good. She watches it I've seen. I've only TV. ever seen a couple of them. I haven't yeah, seen they're... a lot of people with them, just a couple. They're big. They are big. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like tablets. Yeah. As look, a... I heard that the, I heard the iPhone X sales weren't as big as the last phone either yeah, so they said it, the sales weren't big but because the margin was so high they still made a huge profit because a lot of people went with the x yeah they probably still made a huge profit but they always do but i just wonder if you know what wouldn't you think that ipads if, if they're not selling as many iphone x's wouldn't the ipads sales go up i don't know yeah look i think i don't know apple's just you know just <laughs> just Got people hooked, doesn't they? Haven't they? Like, where, where is my little? I've got an, I've got another little Apple story here that just to go on with that. I think we're just waiting for a new device of some sort. I think that some, one of these days, someone's just going to come up with something new, mm. and and it'll, everything will change again. And it'll be whoever gets there first, the biggest company first, the luckiest one to, you know, first in best dress. Someone will come up with something. Apple shipped a, a record eighteen million smartwatches. In 2017, uh, they shipped more than yeah 18 million, up 54% compared to previous year. Uh, in the fourth quarter alone, the, the Apple shipped 8 million smartwatches. Uh, it's the highest ever number of shipments in a single quarter, not just for Apple, but by any wearable vendor. So this they got this new Series 3 out, apparently, the Apple Watch Series 3. And apparently this is Duck's Guts. Uh, it's uh, nearly accounting for nearly half of all Apple Watch shipments last year. The cellular version of the Apple Watch is in strong demand in the US, Japan, and Australia. 
and all major operators stocked it in time for the holidays, which would have been the Christmas. Uh, yeah, so the Apple Watch, I think I've got a picture of that. No, I don't have a picture of that either. Jeez, I'm slack, aren't I? So, yeah, so... Sounds all right. Yeah, Series 3. I'm still not a fan of watches. Or in, well, in general, I guess, but probably because I probably can't see you need, them. You need, you need like, Rolex to make you a smartwatch or something, do you, Glenn? No, I just, I don't know. Look, when, <laughs> when I left my full-time job, I took my watch off and have never put another one on. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I must admit, I like I'm not a huge that. watch fan, but I, since I've had a watch, I reckon I get my phone out of my pocket so much less than I used to. Yeah, well, There's yeah. a lot of people on earth who still think that digital watches are a neat idea. Sorry? Yes. That's from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, right. <laughs> what did they say? A lot of people on earth still think that digital watches are a neat idea. So, <laughs> I remember my first digital watch when I was at school. You weren't allowed to have digital watches. Uh, you weren't allowed to have calculators. But, yeah, I had a digital watch. And, yeah, did all the, the bells and whistle. Played green sleeves for the alarm. No, I probably still got it hanging around here somewhere. I, I had uh, one that played about uh, seven different tunes, one for each day and stuff. I bought it off mm. a friend of mine who, uh, knowing him, may have found <laughs> somebody's watch and sold it to me. But oh, oh no, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that at the time. <laughs> no, no well, look, if you can get a digital watch for cheap, you know that's good. Yeah. That's good. Why? Why not? Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. Yeah, yeah. you've got to. You've got to love technology, don't you? Yeah. The amount of the amount of I was reading a predictions one today. I don't know whether you saw that on the on the internet, Glenn. No. Nah. What people have predicted in the past and what's come true and what hasn't. Oh right, yeah. Well, so, they, you know some of the best and worst predictions. You know. Were they getting close? Oh, it was things like um. I've got one here. Um, they're only like little snippets. There's like um, where was it? Everyone was always asking me when Apple will come out with a cell phone. My answer is probably never. That's right. And that was David Pogue, technology writer of the New York Times in 2006. Who became their biggest fan and got all the first iPhones that ever came out. Yeah. I remember. The Americans, the Americans have need. This was another one written in, in 1834. To 1913, I think it was. The Americans have have need of a telephone, but we do not. Um, <laughs> we have plenty of messaging boys. Oh, well, <laughs> plenty of pigeons to go around. Pigeons all around. And fooling around with old, alternating AC current is just a waste of time. Nobody will ever use it. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, I was, yeah. I was having a good laugh with them today. Cellular phones will absolutely not replace local wire systems. Right. Martin Cooper, here in 1981. You should you should save that site. I don't know how many how many are there on that site. Are there a few? Uh, like a oh, quite... there's, there's nine, 19 of them. I've still got um I've still got my Facebook Messenger open. I'll I'll paste that. Now they too. reckon that 5G is going to be taking over uh, wired connections, and nobody's going to want to have fiber to the house anymore. Yes, I think Telstra it's and like a segue to a story I might have. Well, go for it. <laughs> mobile networks thanks mobile networks are no longer just aimed at people chasing fast download speeds instead autonomous drones self-driving cars and other smart devices will benefit most from australia's new super fast 5g network launching next year swarms of smart wait. drones are set to patrol australia's beaches taking advantage of 5g's multi-gigabit data speeds to work in unison and stream high definition video back to land where artificial intelligence will scan for swimmers in distress and watch for sharks. 
While individual little ripper rescue drones equipped with video cameras are already used by lifeguards in the far north coast and Sydney's northern beaches, swarms of drones would see their combined video streams swamp today's 4G mobile networks, says Telstra. If we only considered, concerned about connecting people, then we could almost stop at 4G. The real strength of 5G is connecting all these different smart devices. Mm. These rescue drones are the perfect example. Great ideas like this, which are technically possible on 4G, will finally become practical reality on 5G. Telstra opened a 5G innovation centre on Monday as part of a $60 million investment in the Gold Coast Southport Exchange, where it will test next-generation mobile technologies in Australian conditions. Overall, the telco is investing $5 billion over three years to upgrade and expand its mobile network across the country, as well as to acquire 5G spectrum. 5G network will rely on two wireless bands, 3.6 gigahertz and 26 gigahertz, with devices seamlessly roaming between them. While the higher frequencies offer faster speeds, the lower frequencies reach further and are better at passing through solid objects like walls. So what are they... I don't know how deep you go into this, Jace, but, uh, like, so... Okay, so they say the five G is going to bring together all the IoT devices and everything like this. So are they ju- are they going to be able to talk to each other rather than talk back to the cell tower? Is, do you, is that your by, understanding? By the cell tower, they'll talk to each other. Right. So why why do they why do they say that five G sort of the way to go? So I need fast bandwidth for all of the information that's going between them. Right. So four G is just too slow. And yeah, also okay. 4G won't have the reach, whereas this one, as they were saying, um, has got the two different uh, bands, uh, high frequency and low frequency, so that it can go further or um, faster. Those are the two options. So when they're mm. closer to a tower or closer to land, they'll be able to transfer the info faster. But once they start getting out over the sea looking for sharks and swimmers, they probably might not be able to get 4G signal, whereas the 5G should be able to reach them. Mm. Yeah, so look, it's all exciting. I think uh... is that um, is that similar? I don't, know, I don't know if I'm cutting you off because I had another story I was going to read that was similar to that. I'm just trying to think: is that the same, the same thing? The terror terror watts? Is that what they call it? Don't know. You you go with your. I was reading another one. It says wireless frequencies uh, we use to send and receive data are becoming increasingly congested. Um, indeed, an ever-increasing number of IoT devices in our homes, the smart speakers, cameras and doorbells and lights, etc., were uh, gradually running out of bandwidth to use. Is, it, is that the same That'd story? That would be Wi-Fi frequencies, not the frequencies, yeah. But this could all be about to change. Now, scientists have shown uh, that an altogether different range of frequencies called terahertz could soon play a significant role in the future of wireless technology. Terahertz are about 100 times higher in frequency than microwaves used by Bluetooth Wi-Fi devices. Uh, as such, they have shorter wavelengths and higher bandwidth capacities for data transmission. However, their shorter wavelength also means it cannot pass through uh, objects like typical wireless carrier waves. For this reason, it's always been taught, uh, thought sorry, that they'd be redundant in domestic applications where there's uh, really a cl- no clear line of sight between the router and the devices. But so it's not the same thing. No, it's not, it sounds like the yeah, it's the Wi-Fi. Yeah, they've they've found uh, they've found a way to get around it or something. Yes, right. well that's that's good. We've got to find ways around all these bottlenecks. They said that they can reflect it off the walls. The signal oh. reflect off. The, I just I don't know maybe I wasn't paying attention just, to you, Chase, when you were, <laughs> when you were right. reading yours there, and I, I heard you say something about the signals going 
not going through the walls or being through line of sight or something. Just like that yeah. Apple HomePod. Uh, but I don't know mm. what I don't know why. What they're all saying that the, you know the five G is going to overtake the MBN, the cable and the fiber and everything. But well, maybe true in speed. But gee, I don't know if you, they're going to you know give everyone you know a terabyte of de- a bandwidth a month. Uh, you know, coming out. Gamers and- probably won't like it. So they'll still have more latency than a direct connection. Mm. Well, apparently, uh, the guy next door said he saw some MBM people in the street the other day uh, out the front of yep. our place, and they were laying, uh, apparently... On the ground, having yeah. a sleep. <laughs> yes. And Glenn's like, get that money moving, you lucky. Because <laughs> it's sort of, from what I understood, and this could be totally wrong, because it was, um, you know, just the, t- the guys that were there and, you know, whatever, but uh, they, uh, the guy next door, he was saying that, what they told him was that they were laying fiber down the street and then the coax from the street was coming into their house. That's was staying. So that was the HFC. But my understanding was that it was going to come from the, go along the existing cable all the way back to the exchange. So I thought that was might the... Might not have enough bandwidth for that. Yeah, well, maybe that might have been what the problem was because the HFC had been pushed back six to nine months. So um, yeah. HF, the problem with the HFC being like normal cable modems that we had back in the day was everybody shares the bandwidth on the cable. So you might have a 100 meg download, but once your next door neighbor gets on, now you've got 50 meg download and you have a couple of neighbors and suddenly you've got 25. Yes. But uh, if they lay, lay fiber all the way up the street and then cable into each house, which is already there, it'll probably save a bit of money and uh, might might work okay yeah so i'm not going to say no to cable passing the house that'll be good but but yeah. uh the, but they'd gone they only were there for like 10 minutes and apparently so <laughs> apparently they they tried to feed this fiber cable into the pit or something and they went no nah, the, the conduit's too small we're gonna to have to this is a major job now we're gonna to have to, no, dig, every, <laughs> to dig it all up oh my god um uh, uh, super loop and circle by disney i don't know if you guys have heard of circle by disney no no this is uh it's a it's a device that allows parents to control kids screen time uh across all wi-fi devices so it's uh it's pretty good that include that all the devices include your smartphone tablets and gaming consoles so the circle home device pairs wirelessly with the home wi-fi network to allow parents to manage connected devices and can be controlled with an ios or android app so I picked this one out because I know, Jordan, you were quite uh, excited about different things to do with restricting kids on on uh, on the internet. Uh, there's a... To an extent. Yeah. <laughs> so... You make me sound like I'm, the, I'm strict. Yeah, well... I well, well I'm, I'm getting stricter, especially now because, as I said, you know... Uh, daughter's got this phone this shami phone oh, her face is never out of it there's gonna to have to be some some problems yeah, solved well, here that's an android phone you said isn't it so you yeah can, you can get an app that'll restrict her phone you know yeah so i password protect any app you like yes well uh but anyway this uh the circle by <laughs> disney so it's apparently it's not nothing really new but it's it's coming to australia that the circle go is the app the circle by disney is the actual hardware device which integrates into your wi-fi at home and the circle mm-hmm. go is the app that uses a virtual private network to extend the home wi-fi settings to children's mobile devices over 4g connections so even when they're out in the field on their 4g they're still stuffed now really yeah apparently yes as long as it's a simple setup that's because i always find those those things that you have to implement into your network can be quite difficult 
I mean, not not for the technical minded, but for the you know the average user, it can be hard to set them up. So yeah, features of this include uh, time limits, including limits for specific apps such as Facebook, uh, internet filtering that can be based on age ranges, and target specific apps and websites. Now you can also built in you can do reward a reward system such as one off time limit extensions uh, or a late to bed time or something like that. So the platform will initially retail for ninety nine dollars and apparently sold exclusively at cybersafehouse.com so if you're interested in one of those i'd probably go and uh crank up this story from the website link from link to the story have a bit of a read of it sounds good and uh yeah go to the cybersafehouse.com let's go and have a look there and see what they're all about now i currently use two i use um just one that's built in that's just a plug-in for my pfsense firewall but i also use the, the microsoft family oh yes on. yes but I, th- I find that pretty substantial but it's not going to leave the house and go out and protect them on 4g and stop them using particular apps and things like that it's not as extreme but no no well, covers, hope- covers the basics yeah so here's look i've got it i've got this uh site up here uh Yes, so the smart way. So it's all about selling all these. Yeah, Circle by Disney's. That's a picture of the 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 device there. It's a little cube looking device, white cube, and yeah, manage manage the internet. How good is that? So it's like, like an Apple Time Machine or something. Yeah. So maybe maybe it just what it just it becomes a new Wi-Fi network, does it? I suppose on your on your on your network. That's how it? I read you it. Just, yes. You just plug it in, and then it pops up. You know, Disney's whatever, and then the, all the kids connect to that, and you can manage it. Yeah, and then so it, if they if they want full fledged internet, they just don't connect to it. They connect to your normal your normal Wi Fi. Yeah, well, you just get yeah, no, you just don't give them the password. So um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that so looks, that will looks, obviously yeah. So we we'll just yeah read it off the show notes. Yeah, get in there. Yeah, so that looks pretty good. So I think I might even be look might go further into that myself and see what see what we can do. Because that's uh, good, $99. That's well, not I have, too bad. Uh, I don't know whether I'm overdoing my stories, but I've got something similar to that too. Oh, go, Jordan, go. Although I, keep, I, I came back on Jason's story halfway through. I don't think I was paying attention, so hopefully I get this one right. <laughs> um, it says uh, Facebook and Google vets form coalition to fight tech addiction. I've probably read a story like this and similar in the past. It's time to talk about tech addiction. Several tech um, execs and social media pioneers have come out of woodwork in recent months to decree that the, uh, the dangers of harmful effects, where am I, of internet, uh, I've lost my spot again, internet, is it Ad- Adler Societies? I'm not reading that right. Uh, now a group of former Apple, Facebook and Google employees are joining the charge with an anti-tech addiction coalition called the Centre of Human Technology, Humane Tech- uh, Technology. Hmm. Uh, the centre has been organising leaders and raising awareness since 2014, according to, its, according to its website. But this week announced several high new profile initiatives. As the New York Times reports, the centre will kick off its efforts with a tech addiction campaign targeted at 55,000 US public schools. Yeah, right. I, I, I just look, sorry, I'm just going to go back to this circle thing. I'll just read more about it. Um, it's got guest devices. Circle even recognises when a guest joins your Wi-Fi, the device is automatically placed in the home profile. Uh, Safe Search defaults Google searches to remove explicit content from the results. Uh, Circle also gives you the choice to not manage a device or profile through the Circle app. So yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? That's pretty good. It does. 
Yeah, that could be a good solution. Uh, I think. I think from from reading it, that was a failed startup. You know, like uh, two thousand and eight or something. It failed. Disney sort of got on board and made it to what it is today. Uh, there's other ones. There's another Australian one that does something similar, uh, although well, sort of similar, but it's only really restricted in the internet, not the actual apps and you know across devices like you know game consoles and everything. So that's pretty good. Uh, all right, uh, Jace, what else have you got for us? Uh, yep, Google could try to get serious about gaming with a rumoured console and gaming streaming service. Mm. The service, codenamed Yeti, would stream modern games over the internet instead of processing them locally, allowing them to run weaker hardware such as Google's Chromecast dongles. Several other companies, including NVIDIA and Sony, already offer their own game streaming services, but the problems are always the same. Publishers tend to support these services half-heartedly, or not at all, and even with an excellent internet connection, the experience isn't as responsive or dependable as powerful home console. It's unclear how Google might solve these problems, but the company is reportedly considering a holiday 2018 launch. Ooh. As for a full-blown game console, the details are hazy, but Ars Technica points out that Google recently hired former Xbox and PlayStation executive Phil Harrison. Google also has a capable platform already in Android TV, which supports most major stream streaming video apps, has its own library of cheap and free games and works with Google Assistant voice controls. Google hasn't released its own Android TV hardware since late 2014, but perhaps the company has noticed the enthusiasm around NVIDIA's Shield TV set-top box and decided to get back on board. Is there room for like another gaming console, do you think? Like, well, if you've already got your Chromecast... You've got your console, so you just need to be able to play games, and it just adds another functionality. I guess so. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But uh, look, I don't know. Do you play games, Jace? I like to say Xbox, PlayStation. <laughs> uh, I've got a PlayStation Four. We mostly use it for streaming movies and TV shows. Uh, I don't have an aerial plugged into my TV, so everything we get is over the internet. And um, I used to play Minecraft a lot, but uh, sort of run out of interest in that and so uh, i play mostly world of warcraft with my daughter at the moment oh okay yeah like i've, I've tried to play you know the xbox games but I've, there's too many buttons these days <laughs> I, can't figure, <laughs> I can't figure it all out so, i just can't stand the time you lose that's what turns me I, I used to love playing them but you know you, you get on for half an hour and four hours goes past you don't even realize it's happened yeah i know yeah. yes exactly i just find it takes too much time off me yeah but i love it i used to love playing good old you know a bit of cod or whatever but yeah. Mm. yeah i never got into all those sort of ones i'll just tune up dig dug or frogger or something like that play just, all the just too many hours yeah. too quick. <laughs> yes uh yeah look my kids are my kids are on them enough i can't i've got to set a good example you yeah. know yes yes i know you got to set those i'm examples. always arguing with them and making rules that they can't have their devices because they're all as i was reading the thing before too addicted to them and they don't like it so i can't i can't I can't yeah. tell them no and then do it myself. No, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, well, you could. <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> Monkey. Well, you could yeah, as soon as they go to bed, but then I'll be a zombie all day for them, wouldn't I? <laughs> mm. uh, Tesla and Australia will turn 50,000 homes into a virtual solar plant. So South Australia has announced it will create a network of thousands of solar-powered homes using Tesla solar panels and Powerwall batteries. So uh, initial phases of the plan are already underway and will eventually expand to as many as 50,000 homes, creating the world's largest virtual power plant. 
according to Jay Wetherill, the Premier. Installation of this five of the 5K kilowatt solar panels and the Tesla batteries has already begun. Apparently there's 1,100 of these already sprouting up on public housing properties uh, with 24 more thousand to follow. Uh, so that's... That's a lot. After that, the program will be opened up to as many as 50,000 South Australian homes over the next four years. The panels and batteries are being supplied for free. How good's that? Backed by a multi-million dollar grant and a loan from Taxpayer Renewable Energy Fund. So I think what will happen is the loan's going to be paid back by uh, by the salt, the excess solar that is, is fed back into the grid, which is good. So look, it's all going on over in South Australia, isn't it? Hopefully it all uh, it all works. Yes, uh, you remembered your images this time, mate. Yes, I got some. I don't know why some come through and some don't. Did you make that yourself? Uh, no, I don't have time for making my own. <laughs> the, the government, if you're in South Australia, the government has set up a registration site uh, for Australians who want to be part of the program. The virtual power plants also allow families to take control of their power bills, blah, 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 blah. So if you want to sign up, just go to the show notes once again. You'll get find that uh, find this story. There'll, there's a link in there. Set up a registration Set up a registration site. So there you go. Sounds good. You yeah, know, with all these solar panels going on the rooftops, I was reading another funny article today. There were t- there's some crazy scientists trying to find a way to cool the planet down. Right. One of them was paint all the rooftops white to reflect the sun <laughs> oh, <laughs> away it's... from the planet. And I'm thinking, but what are we going to do with all the solar panels? Yeah, no, that's yeah. not going to work. No, but there was paint that to make houses cooler. There was paint that sort of reflects or absorbs. Well, the this heat. was to reflect the sun back out into space so that the planet doesn't get hot. But that's not going to work, is it? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. There was cray-cray. another couple of crazy people talking about, you know, putting some sort of chemicals together and putting some sort of thing in the in in the clouds to reflect the, you know, some chemical nah, nah. smog just, or something to reflect the sun away and the heat away so that the you know nah, the, just, the it's planet just, can get cooler. It's just hot. It's the sun. That's what happens when the sun shines. But yeah. But then you hear theories of people saying it's all the solar panels that suck the power out of the sun. It's going to die next. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever heard that story? No, I haven't. No. We're going to kill, the, because, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna kill the sun with solar panels. He lives in the land that the um, daylight saving is going to feed your curtains and their cows won't milk. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We don't want any of this rubbish. No more sunshine. We've got enough of it. Daylight saving is the only thing that's good for saving money because you get more sun on your solar panels. That's right. We we get an extra Daylight hour savings. That's, that's yeah, a, yeah, an extra hour of solar panel savings. <laughs> that's right. So um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Like that's uh, that's good. I I like solar. I think it's a it's a good thing. Not too too fast on the wind, but I like I like solar. Uh, have you got any more, Jace? Uh, yeah. Facebook is talking about expanding its TV like service. Watch into a rival to Google's YouTube by opening the platform to more individual creators, according to several people familiar with the plans. This would increase the amount of long-form video content that Facebook can sell ads against and could reverse the decline in the time users are spending on the site. Facebook wants to allow more people to create their own shows on Watch, according to three media agencies who ask they remain anonymous because the conversations are private. Instead of buying rights to these shows, however, Facebook wants to create a system where creators can upload their shows for free, then earn a cut of the revenue from ads placed on that content, similar to how YouTube pays its online creators. 
Another source with knowledge of the situation said Facebook's ultimate goal is to create a sustainable ad-supported video platform where it won't have to pay for the majority of the content. Creators are hungry for other video platforms that can earn them more revenue after YouTube made it harder to earn advertising money on its platform. Amazon has also talked to advertising agencies about creating more ad-supported video initiatives. More broadly, the move continues Watch's encroachment into YouTube's territory. Currently, not everyone on Watch makes advertising revenue. Facebook pays some media production companies and creators for rights to their shows, ranging from 10000 to 500000 per episode, depending on the length and exclusivity, according to four companies who have Watch deals. Some shows are uploaded for free on a partner basis. Hmm. I think, look, that's, that's where it's going to end up, isn't it? Like, I'd like to get more of a seamless, say, transition of from, say, watching TV or your Foxtel or whatever, so you can just push one yeah. button, the TV changes to your Chromecast, and you're just ready to go. Because um, now you've got to change the amp, change the TV, and get it on the phone. <laughs> so it's still yeah. it's, it's too much. So I'd like yeah. it. It'd be, it'd be good when, yeah, I don't know, something has to happen, doesn't it? Something will change, and uh, yeah, but I don't know. Watching, uh, I watched that. I watched that mundane fight on Facebook. I streamed that to the TV. That was good. That was all right. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was that. Remember those guys were streaming it illegally through Facebook. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do that. They do that all the time, don't they? Yeah, they uh, they got into trouble, but uh, it was quite amusing at the time. Uh, now I think I had, a, I had a little a little story here. I wouldn't mind getting um, Jace to clarify, um, mm-hmm. and he's probably. He's probably read the story, but um, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because I get a little bit confused with all this um, with all this stuff. Where is it? Um, with the with the the what do you call it? The Bitcoin stuff. I don't mm. usually bring out the Bitcoin ads, but CNET co-founder wants to turn Amazon into a blockbuster with video coin. Have you heard of that? No, but I was expecting it might come. I mentioned that on a um, Facebook page yesterday. <laughs> Okay, it says the video coin network is um, a decentralized video encoding, storage, and content distribution system that turns all cloud based video services into an efficient um, algorithmic market running on the new blockchain with a native protocol. (laughs) Throwing all these words at me. Um, The video coin, yeah. Right. And something about in the story, it says something about paying. Okay, so there's there's servers, all these web servers out there that, that. that are pretty much useless, not doing much, and they're talking about paying these these hosts that have the servers in video coin right. to let them use their servers to mine for stuff, more, more coins. Yeah, right. Uh, How and they're, so they're gonna so they're gonna pay us to mine, to let them use our systems if they're not busy to mine for them. So there must be like there's so many of these cryptocurrencies coming out or are around it just seems like it's easy to do but how hard is it jace like can you would you be able to make a coin up if you wanted to yeah i could but i wouldn't do it because you really need to have a underlying business reason for having the coin um they had australia a coin called australia that's right came out recently and then oh, really yeah. popular all of a sudden there was another fake one, uh, Australian one as well. It was a bit like um, uh, just a scammy one. Um, Australia coin is a bit like Dogecoin. That was a pretend one that came out and suddenly it became really popular and everybody wanted it and started investing in it. And the guy who invented it was like, what the hell's going on here? You're creepy, crazy. But, uh, yeah, there's Do you a, think... You can... um, that's, that's all right, keep going. 
There's uh, GitHub's, uh, which is a storage repository for computer code, and you can get uh, GitHub code for like Ethereum or Bitcoin. And then um, if you've got an account there, you can click on a button that says fork this project, which gives you a copy of all the code there. And then you can edit it and change it around and add in new features and take away features, stuff like that. So some people just go in there, clone it, change the name, all the names where it says Bitcoin in there to my really whatever. cool coin or whatever, and then start um, shilling that all over the internet. Which is a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. But, Why is um, it a terrible idea? It's, well, it, it's, it's just no really basis just, to it. It's, you know, just really a lot of, making, it's making fun of, of the Bitcoin currency, yeah. really, isn't it, in a way? Because it's just so many of these other stupid ones. A lot of them have reasons for being like the Horizon State decision token from Melbourne as their because people will use the um, the bit the um, what do they call cryptographic technology and code to make unchangeable votes for countries and businesses. Right. And that's a really good idea. There's uh, Coin Iota, which is for IoT Internet of Things um, communicating between the devices, and there's a coin that just rides on with that. And so these things have got a basis and a reason for being. There's other coins that someone just made a coin and it's like, well, come invest in my coin. is not really a great thing because it's not going to go anywhere and mm. there's no plan no. and mm. people might hack just, it or change it and stuff. And it's just adding more confusion to every other, every other, you know, bit currency out there. Exactly. Really, And do you think it's really going to be viable for these companies and these hosts with these servers to, to, to be paid in video coin to mine for them? Do you think? Could be, yeah. Yep. Anything's possible. You got to be able at some stage to, to exchange it for a range of goods, haven't you? Like, you know, yep. like you can't just say, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, 500 video coins, but what can I do with it? I can buy, I don't know, some lifesavers or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to be able to buy some tangible something. You're not going to be able to exchange it for much. In the, that's what I'm saying. Is it really viable yeah. for them to offer their, offer their servers up uh, and be paid in video coin? I prefer to be paid in money. Well, yeah, at the moment, yeah, same here. I thought you might have been able to do an Aussie tech head coin and pay for your web hosting or something. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of using other servers, I also read another article today, and you've probably also read and maybe even talked about this, that there was a hack on mobile phone devices recently mm. so that so that the, they're getting your phones, all the people's phones, to mine for coin. Yeah. Yep. I, I think they're going to try and do anything, aren't they? Because if they Just can... The, yeah. Is, is there, can you, Jace, is there any easy way like that you can describe what is the actual like computation that has to happen? Like, is it just like some massive, massive number times some massive, massive number? Or like, what, what is this? You know, like, it's, it's a complex algorithm. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. difficult to explain that the computers have to um, calculate. If you listen to um, really good, what's it called? Aussie Tech Crypto is oh, a good I've one. I've heard they good things about, about that. On that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two episodes behind. I am naughty. <laughs> but uh, I might actually listen to that before bed tonight. Uh, yeah, so all right. Yeah, guaranteed to send you to sleep. <laughs> good one. <laughs> good. I need something like that. No, I'll, I'll, I might put that on while I edit the show up, I think. Uh, now, this is my last one. The, an update to WordPress. 
Now, those of you who've got WordPress sites out there, apparently the update will break future updates. So you better listen closely. Uh, Now, there's been a version come out, version 4.9.3, which has been a maintenance release. And if you've got an automatic update, which which I think WordPress now installs with the automatic you know, core updates it's on. It's pretty much set and forget now. Yeah, so uh, the, this maintenance update has fixed 34 bugs, but it also broke the ability for WordPress to update in future versions. So what you've got to mm. do is there's an uh, update 4.9.4, I think it is, and but you've got to actually go in and install that one manually. It, it, you can't do it automatically. You've got to do it manually, and then that will fix the problem. So go <laughs> and do that. Uh, it's not... As, it's not as hard as what it sounds, it's a manual intervention. It's just log into the admin panel, push update, and that's it. It is when I've got about six different or seven different sites that I have to do this to now. Oh, right. Oh, well, I've got something yeah, for you annoying. then. I get all the emails from all the, 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 the ones I've helped with in the past. Yeah. Some, for some reason, I'm the admin email. I get the notifications for all the updates. I've never touched them in years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, well, if you've got a WordPress site, yeah, just go and uh, just make sure it's all updated. So, because apparently... Yeah, good to know. Yeah. Good for the heads up. Yeah, apparently uh, you will find out if it if it does try and do an update with the broken version, the the page uh, it causes a a fatal a PHP fatal error. So you will know. So, so how old is it? Because I just I just installed a WordPress for somebody only brand new about I don't know maybe a week ago. They, yeah, they're building it themselves. They just wanted me to put it up for them so because they, they don't know how to connect the databases and upload the things. You'd think any website builder would know how to do most of that, but well, it's just all um, scripted. Surprising how many don't. We just upload mm. it and yeah. put it on. But but that was a week ago. How old's that story? Would I have? Yeah, to get it's back pretty in? recent. Within the last week, yeah. So maybe you should check. It's up to, if it's four point nine point three, you've got to have oh, yeah, four point nine point four. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't know what version it was that I installed. Mm. I just logged into one of mine that says 4.9.4 is available. Please update now. So I'm already running 4.9.3, but it's not crashing anything yet. No. So I think what what where it will crash is if it tries to auto-update itself again. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't use the so WordPress auto-update either. Mm. Plug in that does auto-updates for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... that's yeah, and it will do the core as well. Everything, yep. Yeah, sweet. And plugins and themes and anything that brings out a new version. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, I, I'm at I'm at the I'm at the end. Are we at the end? Has anyone else got? I've anything got else? one no. more little one more little precaution here. I don't know whether it's true that the the scar scaraby. Or, you remember Scara or Scarab, the ransomware. No. Oh, vaguely, yeah, vaguely. I thought that was the planet that the Daleks came from. No, that's Scaro. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about uh, Stargate again? Is that what you're talking Doctor about? Who. Uh, Doctor Who. Oh, I thought you were talking about Scaro from from <laughs> Stargate. See, I'm a bit of a Stargate fan. There you go. Another uh, side of me. There we go. Um, yeah, the, the ransomware threatens to slowly delete your files every 24 hours until you pay up. <laughs> Happy days. That's... A new variant of the malicious Scarab ransom has been un- uncovered in the wild that uses a different distribution method to uh, treat and scare victims into paying. While the original Scarab ransomware was distributed by a massive spam campaign and hosted by the Nucarus botnet. Did I say that right? No, probably uh, not. New... No, probably <laughs> not. Uh, the new variant dubbed Scarab B. Scarab uh, B-E-Y, uh, 
targets remote desktop protocol connections and is manually dropped on servers and systems. Uh, discovered in December 2017, researchers at Malwarebytes say the new threat seems to be targeting Russian users, similar to the ransomware Scaraby demands uh, a, a Bitcoin payment. For, here we are with Bitcoin again. Yeah. Uh, for victims after infecting their system and encrypting all their files. According to How research... How many Bitcoins does it want? Yeah. Well, apparently everybody's got a lot these days. Yeah, oh, yeah. Heaps. Yeah, we're all, we're all rich of it. <laughs> yeah. so according, according to the researchers, the code between the both Scarb and Scaraby are almost um, identical, but, due, uh, but do include notice, noticeable differences. Yeah, that's bloody, that's bad, isn't it? Uh, look, thankfully, I've never had one. any ransomware on my machine, so I don't want to. You've just got to be careful, really, when you, where you go, don't you? Yeah. yeah you just, just watch what you're doing. Especially, I think, especially just opening PDFs. Like, sometimes even, like, you think, I get emails from different people, and they're actually rigid digs, but they come from, like, these online accounting software things or, or even custom-made software platforms and it just pushes this these really vanilla type emails and here's your bill and the pdf attached or a link to follow it and you think there's no way i'm going to open that like you know and so you just let it go and you know if there's, yeah, some people they'll some ring people you silly, aren't they? yeah they'll, they'll they ring these people ring you when they have you been getting our invoices oh yeah some of they were uh, all right. Is uh, is that I it? I had so many. Um, I had so many stories, but I do have another quick, funny one. It's not a long one. It's all just right. a short one. Quick one. And it's probably not funny because it's kind of it's kind of mean. But I think it's a bit funny at the same time. Yeah. Um, this morning, an error occurred in a Q Weather Zaps. Have you ever heard of a Q Weather? Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Uh, AccuWeather. Yep. Yeah. AccuWeather is it? How you say it? Oh yeah. Um, it caused the routine National Weather Service to tsunami, a tsunami, I should say, um, test to go out as a push notification or SMS alert warning people of a non-existent tsunami across the East Coast. Yeah. Um, right. The alert, <laughs> the alert, which was meant to be a test transmission, um, was apparently flagged as a genuine alert by a Q weather, the a Q weather app causing users with notifications, um, enabled to wake up to a tsunami warning this morning. <laughs> oh, nice. Is That's this That's horrible, isn't it? It is. is a Yes, <laughs> yes, Hawaii. Um, now it was uh, it was some it was somewhere uh, where was it? According to the the NWS's Miami Beach, the tsunami test is one that is regularly conducted on a monthly basis. But apparently, something went wrong this month, and it triggered the alerts of the acute weather to the acute weather users. Now, this acute weather, I've just got this up on screen now. That's accu weather. Uh, yeah, dot com. Yeah. Now, is this uh, crowd? Do you know if this is crowdsourced weather, or uh, how is this? Is this like from the Bureau of Meteorology, or does anyone know? Or well, it might be something for me I'm to find sure. out. I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about weather. I just thought it was a. It's a, not very nice to wake up to a tsunami warning in the morning. No, <laughs> no. But I think uh, I've got. So, I feel sorry for those people that stressed out this morning, but you got to have a bit of a giggle at it yeah. at the same time. Yeah, well, that's right. All right. It shouldn't have happened, but you know. Um, yeah, that, these, things, these things happen. Fat fingers happen. Everyone's got them <laughs> at certain times. All right, good stuff. Uh, that's it. That's it for another week and another show. That went fast, didn't it? Next week or pretty soon, hopefully, uh, Jordan's been working on a, a call-in voice system where he could call in and uh, we can talk to you. How good's that? <laughs> Bringing that back. Yeah, um, see something up, whether you go live streaming or whether we can we can yeah. still do it even in the pre-recorded shows if we arrange it. Yeah, we, we can, can just put a, a yeah. Facebook uh, note up on Facebook. You know, the show's on now if you want to ring in 
via a certain means where we will decide on soon. And then, yeah, a so, platform for that. so look forward to that. And Otherwise, we'll just start prank calling all the people and... That's right. We'll just yeah. we'll just go through their Facebook likes and just prank them one by one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, don't forget the Aussie Tech Crypto Great Podcast. What are you up to? Episode four, I think now. So yeah. it's uh, it's it's a great little listen. And I've got to I've got to put my finger out. Listen to the last episode myself, but it's a great little listen about uh, cryptocurrencies. Go through a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of questions I have. You know, I asked Jason on the on this show. He's probably already answered them. So it's probably like he's. He's going around Probably. in circles. Maybe we need to get this this call in platform uh, platform working for Jace as well, and you can always have all these bit callers calling in. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so that's that. Questions, wouldn't it? You'd the, be forever answering the phone. <laughs> the Aussie Tech Radio. You can find instructions at aussietechradio.com or just download the TuneIn Radio app and search for Aussie Tech Radio. Um, that's about it. I've got nothing else to say. What is it? February, yeah, not much is happening. Happy Valentine's Day. When's that? Yeah, before the next show. So happy Valentine's Day. Woo. Okay. All right. All right, guys. I'll see you guys next week. See you, Jace. Thanks for yeah, coming in. Uh, good luck with your build, with your with your install. And uh, Jordan, we'll see you again soon, probably next week as well. Lovely. Yeah, thank you, mate. Good no stuff. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening or watching on YouTube or iTunes or wherever. Cheers and bye-bye for now. Ta-da.